My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and I want you to choose your four. Hello, pro wrestling Rushmore. This is Lanny Poppo, formerly the genius of WWE. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Yes, it is, and I want you to choose your four. Pro Wrestling Rushmore. It's Pro Wrestling's Rushmore. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. from Squared Circle History, and I want you to listen to this special episode that we have planned for you. First, let me introduce to you my co-host, Brian. That was weird. It was weird, right? That was strange. Yeah. I was waiting for the choose your four. Yeah, no, not this time. Not this time. We're doing something different this, this episode. So, you suggested this, and I thought this was an excellent idea. We come up with our own dream cards. Our own dream matches are limited to only eight slots. We pick our announce team. We pick the venue. We pick the ring announcer. And you can't have the same person on a card, right? Right. So, like, you can't be Stone Cold versus Virgil, and then, like, Stone Cold versus the Honky Tonk Man later on. Wow, good thing. Just for example. No, well, you know. (laughs) Just saying. Or you can't have a variation either. You can't have stunning Steve Austin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... You you can't have Razor Ramon and Scott Hall on the same card. Hey, oh, why? Because they're the same entity. That's twice the pay, man. (laughs) Cheat me out of a a payday? He was always about the money. You're taking food off my family's table, man? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, he was always about the money, wasn't he? He was. Kevin Ash? Yeah. They didn't love the business. They had the favored nations clause, meaning if they, they signed anybody to a contract higher than theirs, they would be bumped up. Only in WCW. Only right? in WCW, right. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of things that you can say, only in WCW. That is true. But today, it's our dream card. So, we've decided beforehand that I'm going to go first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my card. We're going to talk about the possible build-up. You're going to give me your thoughts on these matches. And then we'll turn the tables and you'll give me your card. And you know. Right. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be straight up. I built this and uh, it was just dream matches. I didn't really put like too much thought into the setup of the match. Okay. So I didn't, you right. know, I didn't write a storyline for anything. That's all right. You yep. probably did. Yeah. But if you think there's a good storyline for one of my matches, I uh, want you to chime in and absolutely... Okay. Create a storyline for it because you're well, better I like at that. You, I like you. Well, you're better at that than I am. Oh, you know, well, thank maybe you. Maybe I can throw some stuff in there. All right, all right. All right. Well, let's see what we got. First of all, 
Are you wearing a wrestling shirt today? Today, I am wearing an oldie. Okay. What a goodie. I bought on Barbershop Window when they were still around. I don't oh. think they are. But can we not? Can I not say that? Oh, no. I was just excited. Oh, Barbershop right. Window. It's a blast from the past. Well, no. I thought they were going to, like, sue Nostalgia. us or something. I mean, if they do, they'd have to know we exist first. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) But uh, it's the Arn Anderson Spinebuster Ale t-shirt. Oh, that's a classic. So that looks like the Heineken. I've worn that before on the show. Yeah, that's a good one, though. Because I don't get t-shirts in the mail every week. What? What do you mean? Well, I have my uh, Top Rope Tuesday Pro Wrestling Tees Mick Foley shirt on today. It's just cool Mick Foley design. Just says Mick Foley. That's it. All things related to his various gimmicks. But you could only get it for one week on Pro Pro Wrestling Tees. It's one of those limited edition deals. Yeah, yeah. Is it numbered? Uh, Not that I know of. Is it soft? It it is. Of course it's soft. Yes, of course it is. And I didn't even have to... Oh, actually, I think I did have to pick the option now that I think about it. But still. What if Mick Foley said... I'm hardcore. <laughs> he only wanted his, his likeness on a hard shirt. Oh, well, I guess I'd have to bite the bullet and wear the hard shirt. But like a wicked hard shirt, though. Yeah. Like, like a cinder block. Like, like sandpaper? Yeah. Rubbing up against your nipples? Exactly. Oh, that would be awful. That would be hardcore, though. <laughs> I'd be showing my support. I wouldn't expect Maybe that's a good idea for Mick. He's like, oh, I really appreciate the pain you're going through wearing my shirt. Next elbow is for you. <laughs> All right, Brian. So, with all that said, I'm going to begin construction on my dream card. Yes. All right. So, my show, it's not going to be anything, it's not going to be called anything fancy. It's just, you know, my dream card. Okay. Uh, a dream wrestling card. Well, which one is it? <laughs> because I might want to use one of those. Dream wrestling. <laughs> dream wrestling. That sounds No, it's awful. not dream wrestling. Dusty Rhodes' face on the, on the <laughs> It's my company, baby! <laughs> I'm there not you even go, that could be your commissioner. Alright, yeah, there we go, that works. Um, I'm thinking, based on looking at a lot of the matches, this might work well in Texas. Reliant Stadium. What do you think? Sure, but I don't so know what your matches are because... Well, no, no, I, I, I'm going to get there, I'm just, you know, you I'm telling to... you this. My, uh, my commentators are going to be Joey Styles. And Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. I, I like that pairing. I think it'll I think it'll go well. And of course my ring announcer is gonna be the Fink. Okay, but you, do you not think that Bobby Heenan would get a little bit too pissed off at Joey Styles after a little while? Oh, I think the Styles clash. Not to you know, no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended, huh? But they they do, right? I don't know. I I think I think Styles is straight laced, you know, I'm gonna call the match down the middle. And Bobby Heenan can just pick at him, kind of like Cyrus did. Just pick at him. I, I get it. I, I get yeah. why you're doing it because I think it would be, uh, I think it'd be pretty good. But yeah. like I said, I don't know if you just get on Bobby Bobby Heenan's nerves after a while. Well, he may. Thankfully, it's only for one show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we'll have the Fink announcing and anything that happens backstage. Mean Gene will handle. Okay. All right. So, finally, my opening match. It's going to be Loose Cannon Brian Pillman versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Alright. Yep, yep. So here's going to be the deal with with this one here. So can, can I just chime in? Of course. 
we're doing this, but everyone is in their prime. Everybody pretty... Yeah, I would say that. But, like, for this case, you gotta have that loose cannon character for Brian Pillman. Mm -hmm. And for Bret Hart, in this case, it's gonna be, like, the early 90s. You know, you don't hate him yet. I don't hate him yet. Yeah. How do you know? Well, I'm I'm just guessing. Like, let's say, like, you know, around the time of... uh, Wembley Stadium with the Bulldog. And, yeah, you're right. And all that. You I know? didn't hate him yet. You're right. Yeah. You know. So he's going to be all about family, you know? So I'm thinking this is going to get started by, say, Brett's in a match, and Stu and Helen, and probably Bruce, they'll be sitting at ringside, <laughs> and Brian Pillman will come out, and, you know, he'll start, like, taunting them and, like, throwing insults at Stu, and so we're like, hey, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, you just gay. Maybe Brian Pillman accuses Stu of some sexual acts. Uh, uh, yeah, th- yeah, that would work. Yeah, he's canon. Right. So, th- and, but th- this all works because he trained in the dungeon. Bruce Hart was his tag team partner in Calgary. Okay. So there's kind of that that connection right there. But the thing I really think is going to get things going is Pillman. He's going to shove Stu, just shove him out of his seat, and he's going to spit at Helen. Okay. And he's just going to beat up Bruce, and of course Bruce isn't going to sell it. But, you know, Brett's going to be so angry at this, you know, so angry at Brian Pillman for doing this. So, you know, it's going to keep building, and then at one point, Brian Pillman's going to take out Owen Hart in the locker room. So now Owen's down. And I think one by one, you know, he's just really going to piss off Brett Hart to the point where he's like, that's it, you know, we're going we're gonna to settle this one way or another. And it's going to be in the opening match of, of my dream wrestling card. Cool. And maybe you have uh, you have Stu, you know, throw a punch at him. And since Pillman spit at Helen, you know, Helen maybe... Throw, throw a punch at Pillman. Yeah, throw a punch at Pillman or even spit at him. Right. She's like, you're nasty! Or maybe, like, try to stretch him out. In the yeah, game. imagine that. Oh, that would be great. Stu comes in the ring and stretches, stretches, you know, his ribs. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but he really wants to stretch something else. <laughs> and I mean, in a situation like this, based on the storyline, I think Brett would have to get the win via the sharpshooter. Of course, you put Brett over. You put Brett Hart over your favorite wrestler of all time. Well, I think because actually, I know Terry Funk is, but I got a few favorites. Second. But you can have a few favorites. I have to. It's maybe a top five, but there yeah. can only be one favorite. I think Brett needs to win. Well, not everything has to end with a happy ending. No, but my story is, is, or my story, my show is more so based on story. And then, you know, you, you get to this big match here, but you have to have that story going into it. For so they have no story. No? No. Just it's throwing just, these guys together? Yeah, well. Like a yeah, New Japan show? Kind of. Yeah. I guess there would be a story, but you, how about, like, I guess you just make the story up in your own head. Sure. Okay. You know what I mean? Alright. So you say, alright, Brian put this together, and there's, here's a story behind it. Okay. But I still want you to try to tell Alright, I'll help you out with that. <laughs> alright, so that, yeah, so that's my first match. Match number two here. I have Chris Jericho versus Terry Funk in an I Quit match. Okay. So my story behind this is, you know, you have. I would say you have that Chris Jericho around the time when he had, like, the Ellen DeGeneres hair. And he was getting in the fight with Mickey Rourke at WrestleMania mm-hmm. and wearing the suits and all that stuff. And you got Terry Funk, you know, you gotta have him be like the sympathetic old man 
The horse might be dead, but the rider is still alive. And I'm coming for you, Y2J. Is your name Jay? No, it's Chris. Chris, Y2C? Y2J, I'm gonna get you, Jericho. But it's an I Quit match, of course, because it's Terry Funk. And Jericho would basically be telling Funk he's too old, he can't be doing this anymore. He's the past, he's a has-been, he's gonna give it up. He's gonna be taken outside the barn like his horse and shot. Well, that's not very nice. Well, no, but this is what Jericho's saying to Funk, and this is gonna get give sympathy sympathy for Funk. The people are gonna be like, oh, he might be an old man, but he's still got fighting him. And then Funk actually gets a gun and shoots like his toe. Oh, man, imagine that. Wow. <laughs> so, can I just guess how this ends, maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, I'm gonna say it ends with Terry Funk getting the win with a Texas, with a the, the toe, the, the toe Oh, the hold. spinning toe hold? The spinning toe hold. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, thing, it, it's funk, things are gonna get wild, you know, he's gonna do like a crazy sideways moonsault, mm-hmm. and Jericho's gonna get like the, uh, the walls of Jericho on him, and all this stuff, but I think it's gonna end, it's gonna be a little crazy, I think what's gonna happen is Funk is gonna pull out the branding iron, and he's gonna start to drink a bottle of lighter fluid, and he's gonna get ready to blow a fireball at Jericho, and just as he's gonna blow the fireball, Jericho's gonna say he quits, and Funk's gonna blow the fireball anyway, so yeah, Funk's gonna get the win, he's still gonna blow the fireball, Jericho's gonna, you know... Be a heel there. But yeah, and Texas will be happy for Terry Funk and he'll get that victory and he'll go, Forever! 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 But why couldn't Jericho just duck instead of saying I quit? I mean, he could, but... but it, you gotta I think- mean, you have a guy with a... He's got, you know, fire to his mouth. Yeah. And Jericho's looking at him. Kind of be a dummy not to just yeah, duck. But, but think about it. It's been a hard-fought match... You know, uh, Jericho's probably bleeding. He's weary. He's, he's woozy. Okay. And Funk's just like, I got him right where <laughs> I want him. Meanwhile, so, Andre the Giant's in the back. Why am I on the show? I take I Andre. I'm not on the show. I am not here. I'm not here. I'm not on the show. He's not on the show. I didn't put Andre on the show. He was in a match that got cut, though. So you had to get him in there. I was trying to. Alright. I was trying... I was well, trying. We won't get into the match details, but what match did you cut out? What match did I cut out? Yeah. Andre the Giant versus Brock Lesnar. Okay, let's not get into it. Okay. Okay. So that was match number two. Match number three. Okay? It's going to be... Now, this is my... We forgot to mention this. Uh, both of our cards have to have at least one tag team match. Yes. So here's my tag team match. I only put one. Okay. And there were... Tons of matches that I had to cut off. So this is this is how I settled it. I said, "What are my two favorite tag teams that I've never fought before?" So that's what I have for match number three. I have Edge and Christian versus the Road Warriors. I like it. Yeah, I'm thinking. You know, it's it's simple. Mm-hmm. You just have Edge and Christian steal the shoulder pads. Dude, I was just thinking that in my head. Yeah, steal the shoulder pads. I was it, like, there it is. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing as like the New Age Outlaws feud. Like maybe they could. You know, attack the Road Warriors. Right. And but it's cool because they can wear the shoulder pads to the ring. For yes, matches. yes. And what I was thinking is, what if Edge and Christian are managed by Jim Cornette? Or what if they're managed by Paul Ellering? 
Oh, so Paul Ellering turns on the Road Warriors. Yes. And I, I like it, I like it. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a Paul Ellering fan, but, you know, the way he was with the Road Warriors. Obviously, the Road Warriors are going to be the faces here. Yeah. Perfect opportunity for a manager to turn heel. Wow, that's great. Go Maybe the Road Christian. Warriors come out with Rocco. <laughs> what? <laughs> To get back at Paul Ellering. He's like, that's my toy! Give me back my toy! No, but they definitely have to come out on motorcycles. But, uh, yeah, I I think, you know, it would be your typical tag team matchup there. But in the end, of course, the Road Warriors just dominate. They're probably going to get the Doomsday device on Christian. Yeah. Because, you know, he's the fall guy here. Yeah, that's understandable. So, but yeah, Road Warriors definitely standing tall here and Everybody loves them. Everything's happy. That's match three. Match four. Oh, boy. Eddie Guerrero versus Cactus Jack. Did that ever happen? No. Are you sure? Positive. It never happened in Mexico? No. Like, not even Mick Foley? No. No. Huh. I'm gonna have never to happened. Up. I'm going to have to look it never up. Never happened. That might be a foul. <laughs> you might have just lost... Well, if I did, well, all right. Sample. So, what's the story? Where, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna check right now. I'm gonna check YouTube right now. Who's to say YouTube has it? Why don't you look for results? Like go on LostMexicoWrestling.com. And... It's not real unless I can see it. I think they only fought in a six-man tag. Like Doesn't matter if they touched. They touched. All right, I can change it. No, if, I'm joking. If that's, you can go ahead. If that's uh. No. Part of the criteria, I can certainly change. I'll just do mine under pro- protest. Under protest. <laughs> well, I did have another match in mind. If if you really, uh... no, you already said Andre Giant and Brock Lesnar were omitted. Okay, okay. Then Eddie Guerrero, Cactus Jack. Eddie's gonna be. I think Eddie's gonna be the heel here, and Cactus Jack will be, you know, fun-loving deathmatch, cuddly teddy bear. So did Eddie Guerrero steal his <laughs> vest? Uh, no, I I think it's just going to be a case of, uh... No, you know what it's going to be? It's going to involve family. Eddie Guerrero is going to make some despair... Or, no, even better, Mick Foley's family is sitting at ringside. Okay? And Eddie Guerrero, with that, with that Latino he character, is going to come over, and he's going to hit on Mick Foley's wife in the front row. Okay. And then, you know, Cactus Jack is going to get really upset, he's going to cut like a really hard hitting promo and he's going to talk about Eddie's family but not in a disparaging way he's going to talk about the legacy of the Guerrero family and their wonderful history in Texas and um yeah and Eddie's just going to prove to be you know the dastardly villain in the heel uh maybe he can you know make claim that you know just like he did with Rey Mysterio, he can claim that one of the, the Foley children is his, but obviously it's not. Because look at the kids, they look just like Mick. <laughs> well, you know, just mind games. I hope Noel doesn't look like Mick. <laughs> not too much. No, but I mean, you can tell that that's Mick Foley's daughter, though. Can you? If you didn't know. No, you don't think so? If you didn't know it was, no, I don't think so. Okay. She's not like running around going, bang, bang! No, that we know of. We just see her in interviews. Maybe she cleans up well for interviews. 
Otherwise, she's just going around going, Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> well, how do you know she looks like without interviews? You said it. So you think she looks like McFoley in interviews? Alright, and yeah, Beyond the Map. And Beyond the Map. When she was a little girl. When she was okay. a little girl, you can tell that is McFoley's child. Alright. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're talking about when she was that young then. Yes, Spider. Okay. But yes, Eddie Guerrero, Cactus Jack. I don't know. I think it would be a good clash of styles. Uh, I'm not going to put a, like a stipulation on it or anything, because I think just a straightforward match. I think they could put on a good match. And there's no titles, correct? Like, no titles. No one's got titles. Nope, right? no belts, no titles. Make up your own titles. If you want it to be yeah. a, if you want it to be one of those mid-card titles, let it be a mid-card title. Yeah. Let your imagine run free. <laughs> Frolic around in your head. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> so for this one, I think I'm going to have Eddie Guerrero cheat to win here. As Ed Guerrero does. Okay. And uh, I'm thinking he's going to pretend as if uh, he was he is legitimately injured. And then as Cactus Jack is checking on him, he can probably roll him up in a small package and hold on to the ropes or something like that for leverage. But right. Eddie Guerrero, I think, is going to get the win here. Okay. All right. So Paul McFoley never gets to avenge his family. No, no, at least not this time. But they still love him, you know. But you wanted Bret Hart to go over in the family feud there, well, but you don't want Mick Foley to go over in a match no, where someone's hitting on his wife. No, because Bret's going to complain. Well, no, she's going to complain anyway. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, I don't like your winners and losers so far. <laughs> go ahead. Match number five. I think this one has serious potential. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, versus Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just... Let him be, let him be them. Let it be, well, we'll let Shawn Michaels be his, uh, his second run when he was willing to put people over and make them look good. Well, no, he was always, he was, what? oh no. Oh, the motorcycle. The motorcycle. I it was the motorcycle. just noticed that. Yeah. A jerk. Oh, I ruined their show again. I ruined their show. <laughs> um, no, you have Shawn Michaels be his, uh. His 2000s era, Shawn Michaels with his baggy pants, and okay. the dragon, have him be his 87, 88, 89, that wonderful run in wrestling when he was pretty much putting on the best matches out there. And that's really what the storyline is, you know? You just have them say, or you have Shawn Michaels confront Ricky Steamboat and say, hey, you've been in some of the greatest matches, I've been in some of the greatest matches, what do you say, we have a match together. Like it could be like labeled as Shawn Michaels versus Ricky Steamboat yeah. in the technical classic. Sure. You know? Sure. That's you don't know gonna it. be one foot down your throat. You don't know if it's gonna be a technical classic, just like you know we didn't know um, Edge and Randy Orton were gonna be the greatest match ever. Oh, greatest match ever! That so was news to me too. Yeah. Yeah, but we can label it as you know the mm-hmm. technical classic. Mm. Does it have to be, you know, two technicians? Yeah, and I think what it should be is because both these guys are going to be fan favorites here, but I think at certain points during the match they should tease that they're going to kind of, you know, not really turn, but, you know, they're, they're not going to fight fair with one another. Right. But, of course, in the end they will. And uh, I think for the situation, in the end, you know, they've given it their all. But you have Shawn Michaels staggering to his feet, and you have Ricky Steamboat, and he's jumping off the top rope with a big, the big knife edge chop. So as he's coming down, Shawn Michaels 
Super kicks him in the face. Yep. Good. Pins him. Like it. One, two, three. Simple. It's simple. Yep. I like that match. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that would be really good. <laughs> and I had so many opponents for Shawn Michaels, but then I was like, no, it, it's got to be Ricky Steamboat. Right. It's got to be. Do you think maybe like at the end of this, we should just like combine our lists and make the, the top eight? ultimate dream card? Hmm. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, all right. I like it. Um, I think at one point during that match, they should both do the uh, the skinning the cat thing at the same time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but how would they get to the outside at the same time? Oh, like side by side. Side or? by side. Yeah, side by side. Like maybe they're like they're brawling and they throw one gotcha. another over the top rope, but they hang yeah. on. They both do it. I thought you meant like one on one, so like. One side of the ring, the other one on the other. Yeah, like, yeah, that would that would be weird to set up, but that would be pretty cool. Match number six. I'm shocked this isn't my main event. However, I got other plans. But match number six. It's a no holds barred match. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. No holds barred, huh? Yep. I'm not crazy about that. Yep. And I don't think being a no holds barred match would be a good main event. Um, I think I'd like to see Stone Cold versus the Macho Man straight up. Yeah. Yeah. What, why, so well, what year are these guys in? Obviously Stone Cold's Attitude Era, right? Yeah, Stone Cold's Attitude Era. Uh, I guess we'll say before Owen breaks his neck because, you know, he could do more. Right. Then, and Savage has got to be the heel. Now, I'm wondering if he should be... I, I kind of think he should be the late 80s. Well, yeah, like the mid to late 80s with Elizabeth... WrestleMania 5 Savage. 3, 4, Hogan. 3, 5, yeah, 3. As a heel, though. As a heel. As a heel, yeah. Well, like, you wrestled Hogan as a heel. Yeah, five. yeah, you're right. have lost for Elizabeth. That's right. Yeah. And that's kind of what's going to happen here, is Macho Man's going to like, Don't call Steve Austin, why are you looking at my woman? Right. What? <laughs> I said, why are you looking at my woman? What? <laughs> and that's kind of where it kicks off. Okay. Is it like modern day though? Like, what if it? Uh, what if they were like you know started off as really good friends because they're kind of like I don't know maybe they're not alike, but they have ad- well, they both have attitudes. They do, you know and I mean? they're both kind of anti-authority. Yeah. So like, what if they were like actually friends at first, and you like shoot a video of you know them at the hotel bar having a few drinks? Oh, okay. And Stone Cold's a little tipsy. Yeah. And maybe he says goodnight to Elizabeth as they leave and gives her a little oh. wink. Oh. Hmm. And the but something. Man, but is it something simple? Something innocent? Oh, it's, it's it, innocent. It's yeah, innocent. yeah, it's innocent. <clears throat> okay. But they're both kind of like you know they had a little bit too much to drink. Yeah. Macho Man thinks he sees something he doesn't. All right, see you, list. Why well, maybe like give a little pat on the ass like like she oh, wanted oh, boys. Oh, oh boy. You know what I mean. Yeah, that'd be something, huh? That'd be something. Savage just freaks out. Just freaks out. Freaked out. Untrue. <laughs> Untrue. Maybe we should do something like a little story behind it like that. All right. Maybe. I, I like know, that. If you don't like it. No, I do like it. That's that's really good. All right. And then, of course, you know, you're in Texas, so the place is going to go nuts for Austin. Yes. But it's just going to be just a wild brawl. Just these guys just going, think. All right. Because I want to do the Savage of, of like we said, the WrestleMania 3 through 5 era. But I really liked the aggression and intensity of Savage from 97 WCW, like in his feud with DDP. Uh-huh. So maybe like a combination of that. Just, right. That's cool. Yeah. I think that'd be wild. And I think you're gonna have Austin win. Again. So you want like WrestleMania five Savage with the NWO Savage's Edge. 
Yes, exactly. Simple. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's match six. Match seven here. Oh, God, we're almost done with this card. We have the Nature Boy Ric Flair versus Daniel Bryan. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because I think Ric Flair worked awesome with smaller guys. And when you think about underdogs, you got to think about the ultimate underdog, Daniel Bryan. You work it similar to, you know, the Ric Flair and the Ricky Steamboat thing. Ric Flair's like, you go home to your pretty wife and your family while I go out with multiple women and my family at home that I see every now and then. Something like that. But he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, make fun of Daniel Bryan's look. Make fun of, you think, you think you can go for a man of that world title shot? No, I don't think so, Bryan. You can't afford to fertilize your own lawn. <laughs> While you're bumming fertilizer for your garden, I'm wooing your woman. <laughs> and of course, Daniel Bryan, you know, just stands up for himself, stands up for his family. He stands up behind, like, you know, how poop, natural poop is <laughs> the best fertilizer. <laughs> I just think you have, you have this ultimate heel... Against this guy that everybody Ooh. loves. Ooh. Yeah? Ooh. Let's hear it. What if uh, it shows Ric Flair out with Brie? See, I was going to say, what but if... it's actually Nikki. I, exactly. Pretending. Exactly. Like, yes. Exactly. Yep. And it gets mistaken. Yep. That's not bad. It's yep. not bad. So then, then you have, you know, Nikki accompany Flair to the ring. Right. And Brie can accompany Daniel Bryan and... They'll get in their cat fight and go off to the back early on so we can focus on the match, but mm-hmm. still it's a good uh it's a it's a good you know uh another added layer to this this story to this feud here um but as i mean beyond that at some point you gotta have during the build up uh Daniel Bryan versus Arn Anderson. And he's, he's got to go... Maybe he should go, go through, through... the horseman. Go through the horseman to get the flair. Okay. Yep. Flair's the boss. Yep. And maybe you even have... You have Dusty Rhodes endorse Daniel Bryan. Like, maybe you have, like, the bunkhouse stampede. And somehow Daniel Bryan wins it. He wins the whole thing. Dusty Rhodes is like... Maybe I, maybe I didn't win it this year! But I won it three years prior! And this year it's going to win Daniel Bryan... You know, no, I, I like it. It's, you know. it's, yeah, right. I mean, it's, I like I like it because there's a lot of stories that can be told with this one. Like you can go a lot of different ways mm. with this. You know, just the build up to the match, which is cool. Because yeah, like Brian doesn't like the drinking, doesn't like the party life. Yeah, and it's two totally different uh, lifestyles. And imagine the arena, <laughs> where one minute they're going woo, and the next minute they're going yes, yeah, just dueling back and forth. They like trading chops. Woo! Yes! Yes! Woo! Yes! Woo. Yes! I like Brian's Woo. giving them the uh, <laughs> the kicks. Yeah, the kicks, right? Yeah. Like, yes! Yes! Oh man! Yes! Then Flair low blows him. Woo! Yeah. Yes! Oh, that would be great. <laughs> well, I think for this one, it's gotta be Flair's gonna win. I think Flair's gonna win here. He's gonna he's gonna cheat just like Eddie did. But I don't know. Maybe. Last second, puts his feet on the ropes, pulls the tights. Something. But 
just when it looks like Brian's going to win, that's when Flair wins. All right. All right, my main event. The main event here. We're going to have Hulk Hogan inside of a steel cage against Bruiser Brody. Man, that's a good one. And here's the story behind this, all right? You have... You still have Ted DiBiase. And he's still... Or in this case, he's going to put a bounty on Hulk Hogan's head. The million-dollar bounty on Hulk Hogan's head. Anybody that can take him out, it's a million dollars. At first, I was going to say he's going for the belt, but we have no belts here. So he's going to put the bounty on Hogan. And... He's gonna he's gonna resort back to his his days of wrestling in mid south and in Texas and all that, and Bruiser Brody is gonna be the one that steps forward and says I'm gonna take out Hulk Hogan, so he's gonna ambush Hogan with the with the steel chain to set up this match and bloody him in the ring and Hogan's gonna get stretchered out, but we need well all right well before I say that Brody and Hogan were both big names in Japan, so. While Hogan's injured, and while Brody maybe is running roughshod on the roster, you have Hogan go back to Japan to train with his original trainer, Hiro Matsuda. And we get the Hogan of old. We get the we get the Hogan with the Inzagiris and the yeah. drop kicks. We get the Japanese Hogan. We get the Japanese Hogan <laughs> with the Axe Bomber Lariat. And he's going to come into the steel cage match like the American fans have never seen him before. Right, he's, like, he's going to climb the cage into a moonsault. And land sure. On his feet in the ring. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be wonderful. Bruiser Brody wouldn't know what to do. And it's gonna be bloody. It's gonna be. I think it should be the big blue cage. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> nothing less, man. Yeah. Nothing less. And uh, Hogan's gonna get a hold of Bruiser Brody's chain and just start whipping him with it and wrapping it around his fist and just pounding on him. But you know, Brody will have his his time to shine as well. But I, I think it should be a little mishap in the end where DiBiase costs Brody the match. Hogan wins. And, uh, you know, afterwards, DiBiase's going to be mad at Brody, screaming in his face, and Brody's going to turn on DiBiase. Mm-hmm. He'll shake hands with Hogan, even though I hate sportsmanship. It's a happy ending. Happy ending, then Hogan poses. Oh, Hogan, Hogan, Hogan must Hogan pose. Must pose yes. man. Hogan must pose. So that's that's my dream card. That's my dream card right there. That's a good card. Thank you. That made events cool. It's different. Yeah, I thought I thought it was different, and because, like, I don't know if we already said it on the show, but I or you've already told me your card. I forgot some of the matches, but one of the main ones in particular, I was like, well, all right, I know if he's going to do this match, I'm just going to go in another direction. Yeah, but give us variety. I you know, know. It's, it is variety, but it wouldn't have mattered because I think the ultimate main event is kind of obvious. Oh, big time. Big time. And that's what I put. Yeah. I mean, I put... There's a couple of obvious matches here that people have talked about seeing and wanting to see. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's, that's just it. People want to see it. That's the dream match, right? Mm-hmm. So, I did put it on here. All right. So, you want me to get to mine? Let's hear it. Let's see what All you right, got. Let's get right into it. All right. So, mine, man... Mine's going to emanate from Cowboy Stadium. The new right. one. What's, what's the name of it? Reliant Dallas, Stadium. Reliant Stadium. That's the same one I'm doing. It's gotta be, right? It's gotta be. Because yeah. it's the biggest stadium in America. Yeah. Correct? Absolutely. So, you gotta go with the biggest. If it's gonna be a big card and a dream card, you gotta go big. So, let's do it, Texas. Go big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> My ring announcer. 
It's Lenny Poffo. Is the genius? No, I'm joking. No party tricks on this card. The pre-show is me doing my party trick. <laughs> the free for all. Uh, so my uh, my ring announcer is going to be Howard Finkel, nice. because it's got to be right. Of course, the voice of wrestling. But I told you earlier, if we had to have a woman on this show, like you know, and not we didn't specify it had to be wrestling. It was going to be Mike McGurk. Mike McGurk, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> my ring announcer is Howard Finkel, and my two commentators, yes. Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Nice, because it has to be. Yeah, they're proven together. That's true. You know? That's true. But I could see... I, I, I do like Joey Styles, man. I have to give it to you. So, there's no special name to this show. It's going to be just like Ian, the dream card, dream wrestling. Sure. Yeah. And uh, let me find... Uh, let me pull up my list here. Okay. What else? Did I miss anything? Like, am I missing the timekeeper? What's going on? No. No, no I think pretty, that pretty much covers <laughs> pretty it. Pretty much covers it. Yeah. Right. And my opening contest is going to be Daniel Bryan versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, that's a great one. Like, you got to open up the show with something that's going to get the fans on their feet. Absolutely. And you got the perfect story, student versus teacher. Yeah. Like, what if um, maybe, say, Shawn Michaels, they, they exploit, you know, they're both in their prime. Yep. Again, everyone's in their prime. But maybe, like, they exploit Shawn Michaels' issues with... You know, the drugs. Okay. Maybe he's like showing up. Maybe he used to show up late for training practice and Daniel Bryan would have to learn from other people. Yes. Calling Shawn Michaels like careless. Right. Like he's, you know, showing the wrong way and stuff like that. Is Daniel Bryan the heel in this? Daniel Bryan's going to be the heel. All right, good. Good. But like, they show him doing that like way back. But he's still got his drug problem now. Okay. Right? And he's falling on hard times. That's hard times, (laughs) baby. Shawn Michaels falling on hot time. And Shawn Michaels is losing his wrestling school. Oh. And Daniel Bryan buys it. Whoa. It's like uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> you know, Grandma's losing her house. All right. So, yeah. Daniel Bryan buys wow. it. And then Michaels, you know, maybe six months down the road, he straightens up, he gets his stuff together. Yeah. And then, he, you know, he just storms the wrestling school, wants everything back. He's back, and they fight for the wrestling school. Wow. Now tell me, is are any of the other students involved, like Brian Kendrick? Is he involved? They in can it? be. Yeah. Why not? Who Michael knows? Shane. Who's that? That's Shawn Michaels' cousin, Michael Shane. What did, did he wrestle in there, anything else? Yeah, like he wrestled in TNA, Ring of Honor. As Michael Shane? That's Michael Shane. That's yeah. a Shane. That's a Shane. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, even though Brian owns the wrestling school... But the thing is, if Shawn Michaels wins, he'll, you know, because he's a good guy, he's going to pay him for the wrestling school. Uh, okay. But he just wants the opportunity to get his wrestling school back. Uh, okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. And Shawn Michaels wins. Of course. He's a horse. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's really good, especially for an opening match. That's great. I just made that storyline up on the fly. I don't know if it was any good. Isn't it fun? It's great. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> oh, did you make awesome. it up on the fly? Did you think about it? No, on the fly. <laughs> just as I'm seeing Good. All right, good. Because, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, that sounds pretty... I like it. That works. Maybe. What do you think the finish should be? Hey, wait a minute. Does the does the match take place at the school or does it take place in the arena? In the arena. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Although that would be kind of cool. Taking or maybe place like the prior to the match, 
like the week before or something mm-hmm. like that. They have like a big brawl in the school, and maybe they destroy a bunch of stuff. And right. Shawn Michaels feels bad. Pay for the renovations <laughs> because he found Jesus, and that's, <laughs> that's what Jesus would do. <laughs> I think Jesus did too. <laughs> All right, so there we have it. Shawn Michaels going over Daniel Bryan, match one. Match two. You said they had to be a tag team match. Yeah, at least one tag team match. Right, but what if I have a, a triple threat tag team match? Sure, that counts. That counts. Thank you. So I'm going to do the... Oh, not oh, mine. It's actually a four-way tag team match. Oh, all right. This is my second second match of the card. It's going to be the Revival versus the World's Greatest Tag Team, Charlie Haas and Sheldon Benjamin versus American Alpha, which is... Uh, Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, yeah. and the Usos nice. versus the Usos. The four-way tag match. Now, Ian... You can go down on a story for on this one. Story. Oh, jeez. Maybe it's just like a. Wow. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that is a tough one. Maybe it's just to prove. Uh, what if uh? Who's the best tag team of them all? Or maybe maybe you focus on the world's greatest tag team, and you you have these three other teams that are taking umbrage with that name, and they're like, no, if you guys are the world's greatest tag team, then we need to then you guys need to prove it, and we need right. to all have a match, and they all come out and one at a time and give their reasons why they are the world's greatest tag team. Right. And all four of them have their, have their chance to prove it. Or oh, what if you do something like, uh, maybe Kurt Angle puts down uh, the Samoan Heritage. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the world's greatest tag team, American Alpha, are at odds because oh, they both yeah. want a piece of Kurt Angle. Okay. And the Revival says... Shit, we're the greatest tag team in the world. Yeah. We want in on this. Yeah. And the Usos are just trying to defend their heritage. I like it. That's good. So you have like, kind of like three different stories going on. Yeah. But they all entwine into this match. Oh, that's exciting. Somehow. I like that one. All right. Uh, this one, who, who's going to go over this one? Ah, man, I, I got to go with the Usos. The Usos? All right. Yeah. They avenge their, their heritage. Alright, that's good. And they go over and on. Who's going to take the fall on this one? Dax. Dax, yeah? Yeah, why not? Alright. I was going to say Charlie Haas. <laughs> nah, leave Charlie Haas alone. Looks like, he's, uh, <laughs> looks like he could use this one. <laughs> these days. Alright. So my third match here is going to be Magnum TA versus Roman Reigns. Oh, that's awesome. Both awesome. in their prime, like right now, Roman Reigns, you okay. know, like the tribal chief, Roman, the, the best work he's doing ever yeah. against possibly what could have been the best babyface ever. Absolutely. And like rival Hogan for that. But we'll never know that, so until then, well, never until then because we'll never know. Until now. Until now. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what uh, what kind of story you think for this match. What's, what's the build up here? Um, I think it should be. Magnum TA is on the rise. He's just on a tear, just defeating all of the heels, and gets to that point where he's he's just gotten past everybody. There's only one person left in his way, and it's Roman Reigns. But Roman Reigns is just taking him lightly. Right. He's like, "Look at you! Look at you! You ride your motorcycle. You live with your mom. Oh, that's sweet. That's really sweet. Does she make you breakfast? She gotcha. pack your lunch?" You know, and he's like, "Leave my mom alone." 
Right. I'm for America. Yes. He's gonna ride his motorcycle to the ring. <laughs> because yeah. he's very southern. Yeah, yeah. He's uh All right. he's got that Tom Selleck mustache. Yeah. And then Roman Reigns like makes fun of grits and Waffle House and yeah, stuff. There you go. Oh, Magnum P.I. gets so mad. And every time you should call him Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I., yes. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Magnum P.I. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Heyman could be, what's his face as manager? Oh, Roman man. Reigns. That'd be great. But he's going to call him Terry. Listen, Terry. <laughs> Terry Allen. That's your name. That is what the T.A. stands for. Calls him Perry Allen. Perry Allen. <laughs> Hey, Perry Ellis. <laughs> uh, all right, now, so who's going over in this one? Roman Reigns is going to go over in this one. All right. As, you know, I like Magnetia is one of my favorites. But, yeah, I think it's not going to just, like, jam a piece of wood in Roman Reigns' eye. No, it's not that type of match. No. I don't, I don't go for those no-holes barred. No, okay. <laughs> all right. Nah, I want to see a straight-up match, man, you know? That's cool. All right. So, Roman Reigns goes over with a, a spear. Alright. My next match is number... Wow, only three. <laughs> no, it's, this is my fourth match right there. Fourth match, Macho Man, Randy Savage, just like you, 85 Macho Man, 86, 87, yeah. 88, 89. Sure. Only four Hogan. The 80s, <laughs> brother! The 80s. The 80s Macho Man versus Kurt Angle. Wow. Which I think would be Fantastic. Alright, so if Macho Man is the heel, then maybe you have Kurt Angle wanting to become friends with Elizabeth. Oh, like the Triple H? Like the Triple H thing. There you go, that's perfect. So it's the the Triple H storyline. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's perfect. And then, you know, Savage is super jealous. Yeah. Maybe he can. He's got to do something to the medals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know what he's going to do with the medals. We have to do hey, you can melt them and turn them into a scepter. Oh, that's perfect. A crown, a crown <laughs> a for crown, himself. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great, yeah. Elizabeth can be like, oh, Randy. Right. We're just friends. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> the girls are friends. Kurt Angle's like, where's it written that a man and a woman can't just be friends? <laughs> yeah, I like the storyline. Yeah, simple. <laughs> Okay, so, oh, did I mention, <laughs> damn it, I should have mentioned this. Oh, no. In the beginning, this event is two rings. Oh. Yeah, it's double ring event. Okay. Hey, I just thought of something for your uh, Kurt Angle. Go on. And what if, okay, so, Kurt Angle is trying to be friends with Elizabeth, Randy doesn't want it to happen. Well, what if Kurt then... Enlists the help of Lanny <laughs> to help him, you know, talk some sense into Randy and just let him know that they're just friends. <laughs> Randy, it's not what you think. I'm your brother. I wouldn't mislead you. <laughs> he's an Olympian. He's a gold medal. He's he's a noble. He's also quite handsome. <laughs> I heard extremely flexible. <laughs> Oh, man. Alright, so who goes over in this one? Did we say who goes over? I don't know. Oof, uh... Yeah, that's a tough one. Macho Man goes over. Macho Man wins. 
Macho Man wins. All right. Maybe Elizabeth turns on Kurt Angle ah, and helps the Macho Man win. Yeah, she's got to prove where her heart her, lies. Yeah, her alliance uh, is with the Macho Man. Wow. All right. Spray some hairspray in Kurt's eyes sure. or something. All right. Or well, just, you know, undress in front of him. Something. All right. Hey, what? Drop her what? skirt. Okay. All right. Macho Man goes over. Great. Match number five in this dream card of mine from Reliant Stadium. <laughs> Is the Dangerous Alliance. Okay. <clears throat> now, it's not all of the Dangerous Alliance, because one of them has a main event match later on. Okay, yes, <laughs> yes. But you have... So, alright, so Paulie Dangerously couldn't have managed Roman Reigns in that match, because oh. he'll be... Oh, no, it's a manager. He, yeah. He a manager. Yeah. Alright, so and they, maybe because that other guy isn't with them, maybe Roman Reigns is the other guy that takes that guy's place. No. Because there's only three of the dangerous lions. Okay. It's Rick Rude. I mean four of them. It's four. Okay. Minus Medusa. Medusa okay. doesn't count. <laughs> Rick Rude, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco, and Arn Anderson. Wow. Versus the Heart Foundation. Owen. Bulldog, Anvil, and Brett. <laughs> Brett is on your dream card. He's on my dream card. In this is gonna be War Games. Nice. The reason for the two rings. The reason for the two rings, right here. All right. So Dangerous Alliance versus the Hot Foundation. So who starts it out? Oh, all right. So Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson, of course, starts. Of course, he starts. He starts War Games, and he's gonna start against. Um, Owen. Yes, yes, that's exactly Bro how it should Owen. go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about five minutes of five minutes of that match. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, and I tried to like kind of capitalize on getting a lot of names on my card because there's just so many names that yeah know, should be on here and aren't, like you said. Oh yeah, my heart's broken. Some of the names I left off my list. <laughs> right, exactly. So then you know the heels always get the advantage, correct? Yes. So then you have. Larry's Bisco come in. Okay. And you know, they beat on Owen for a while. Then let's say uh Bulldog comes in. Okay. All right, so now you Is have Is the Hart family at ringside? They can be, yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? Okay. So they have Zabisco and Anderson versus Owen and the Bulldog. Nice. And we're doing you know, they you know, war games. Next in is Rick Rude. And then for the Hart Foundation comes in Brett. Oh, boy. So you get Rick Rude and Brett Hart going at it for a nice. while. Have they ever oh, even gone man. at it? You know, I don't think so. I don't think that's so. That's a dream match right that's, there. That's another dream man. match right there. So you have them two in a ring separately from the other four, and they can have a little thing going on. Then you get Bobby Eaton and the Anvil coming in. All right. And there's War Games. Wow. So who wins? The Heart Foundation wins. Wow. Sadly. Wow. Yeah. How? How do they win? <laughs> you want this, this has to be real life, right? Well, yeah. I mean, who's taking the fall? Who's getting the win? Bret Hart puts the sharpshooter on Zbysko. Oh, my God, Brian. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know you. I don't even know you. It's got to be that way, though, right? What about Owen? What about Owen? I mean, who's... What if Owen... What if Owen... You know, he's been taking the beating the entire match. He's been through complete and utter hell. But he gets the sharpshooter. 
on, I don't know, Bobby Eaton. Well, maybe Owen turns on Brett. Oh. After they get the win. he joins the Dangerous Alliance. And Owen can join the Dangerous Alliance. I like it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Kicks his leg out of his leg. Oh, perfect. Because, but they won the match, but he's just pissed off that, you know, Brett got all the glory again. Because Brett's so damn selfish. Right. He's tired of living in the shadow. Yep. Man. That's a good one. All right. I like that one. Thank you. <laughs> so, match numbers. Uh, we didn't even get to a storyline for that. And I don't even know if we have oh, to. Oh, yeah. Our foundation, uh, Dangerous Alliance. What yeah. The, it's... What's the build up here? <clears throat> Paul Heyman and Stu somehow. Okay. <laughs> right. Should be Paul Heyman just insulting Stu. Yeah. Like, you claim to have the greatest wrestling family of athletes in the world. Well, maybe not even, like, talking to him. Maybe he, like, does it during a promo, just innocently. Okay. Where he's, like, you know, just knocks the dungeon. Alright. He just says something derogatory about the dungeon. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, obviously, Bret Hart's very, very pissed off about this, because anything pisses Bret Hart off. <laughs> Alright. I don't know. Yeah, and then that's, that's how they start. Like you could build like a one month, two month feud. You could build a four month feud because you could have tag teams out of this feud. Sure. You could have singles matches. You could do a whole mess of things culminating Absolutely. with war games from Reliant Stadium. Wow. With Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan commenting on this match. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like it. Jam pack to the rafters. Alright. Anyway. <laughs> match number six. A lot of people won't be familiar with this guy, um, but if you ever if you've ever seen him or get a chance to watch some of his stuff on YouTube or anywhere, Okada, ah yes, um, Japanese wrestler was their champion. Had many many great matches versus Kenny Omega. Okada versus John Cena. Oh boy, the ace of each company. Yeah. Yeah. And. I mean, whatever. Say what you want about John Cena. But he puts on great matches in the clutch. Yeah. He just does. And Okada's one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. I yeah, would say. that would be legendary. That's well, for sure. And if he's not now, he once was. Yeah. That's for sure. Like, there's no, there's not even an argument about that. Yeah, change the face of Japanese wrestling. Yeah. Him and Tanahashi. Maybe John Cena goes to Japan on some kind of... Oh, yeah. You know, just marketing marketing his company at the time. Yep. Maybe he's filming a movie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, filming a movie or whatever. Okay. He, maybe he goes to, like, Ribera Steakhouse. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. Film an angle in there. And, yeah, and Okada's in there, you know. Yeah, and he could, you know, he could, he could walk into Ribera and, be, you know, get, like, this warm welcome from people and he can claim to be the greatest, the greatest wrestler in yes. the world and... Okada can say, how can you say that? You've never faced me. Right. It could be like a, you know, the, the Japanese mafia in there with Okada, like all in suits and ah, stuff. the Yakuza, and, yeah. Yeah, the Yakuza, something yeah. like that. Oh, maybe they have Yamaguchi-san with them. Yeah, whatever. He's got his katana and he's threatening to chop John Cena's PP. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's great. It's great You'd be story. like, ha ha, you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And, um, but Okada's coming to America for this match in Reliant okay. Stadium in Dallas, Texas. 
gonna get like the streamers for his entrance or he's gonna get the streamers for him yeah you know we'll have like you know the great Sasuke there okay we'll have Taka Michinoku oh boy we'll have a a whole array of just Japanese wrestlers with him wow you know yeah I think that'd be pretty cool Japanese press around the ring oh yeah definitely taking pictures they love their pictures yes they do and yeah but unfortunately John Cena hits him with the attitude adjustment in maybe like five of them five of them alright uh, like three yeah realistically but yeah like I could see Okada going for the Rainmaker yeah John Cena kind of like reverses it with that whole you know okay. reversal thing hooks the arm comes up on the room lifts him up on his shoulders bang done wow but Okada had hit John Cena was like two Rainmakers before that alright so everyone's thinking the third one this is it and he just reverses it with a attitude adjustment Wow. One, two, three. Sounds like a heck of an ending for that man. You can't see him. <laughs> well, Okada never saw it coming. True. Might as well be wrestling a uh, shadow. <laughs> Alright. So, that's match seven. And six. That was six. match six. Yeah. Six. Seven. <laughs> right now. Match seven. And I think it's on a lot of people's lists. And may not be on the other half of that. Because, I mean, people are probably like, oh, this could be a boring match. But it's still a dream match. Yeah. Undertaker versus Sting. Yes. That's an obvious one. And so is the next one, but whatever. This is the seventh <laughs> match before the main event. Undertaker-Sting, it's kind of a let-me-up match. It's not going to be too fast-paced. You know, because it's Undertaker-Sting. Yeah. But both in their prime. I mean, what what's Undertaker in his prime? I think Undertaker in his prime could have been when he was riding the motorcycle doing, you know, Dead Man Inc. That, yeah, that is true. That, yeah, it is kind of hard to pinpoint it because it is, he's, right? think about it because he had he had that WrestleMania 25 match kind of at the tail end of his career, right? Or <laughs> not even at the tail end of his career because it more or less went on for ten right. more years. But um, and I mean, yeah, that as far as characters go and gimmicks, yeah, of course the Dead Man thing was yeah. you know the original one, the purple and black, yeah. that was all like you know. Well, I it's think, most famous. I think part of the question is what era Sting are you going with here? Uh, I'm going Crow Sting. Oh. You alright? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? The Eternal just popped out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, he's, he's still walking, walking around. around. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. I saw the whole thing happen. Wow. Um, I thought well, it was like a mouse or something. <laughs> yeah, so Crow Sting would be a, a definite. That's definitely what you should go with, especially with Undertaker. Right. But if you're going with that. You might want to go with either like Ministry Undertaker, yeah, it could be the Dead Man, like '98 Undertaker. Yeah, right. Like I think the WrestleMania 14 Undertaker when he came out with like the torches and stuff like that. Right. And I think Ministry Undertaker is probably the one to go with. Yeah. Just because of like how dark the angle is going to be. And, yeah. But uh, what's the angle, Ian? Well, I I think the angle really is, uh, or maybe Sting starts out in like it, the you Ministry. Know, well, no, I was thinking maybe Sting starts out with his old character, mm. of, you know, like the colorful face paint and stuff like that. And for some reason, Undertaker is, uh, doesn't like it. Doesn't like Sting. He's had enough of Sting. Doesn't like uh, the colorful face paint. And maybe they have a casket match, and Undertaker wins. Mm-hmm. They take the casket away. But this time, it's Sting who... Uh, who say rises from the ashes here and he'll start appearing in the rafters as the crow 
Reversing the tables on the Undertaker. Reversing, exactly. I like it. And now Sting's going to be attacking, instead of the NWO, he's going to be attacking the Ministry, all en route to getting to the Undertaker. I like it. And That's maybe, perfect, actually. Maybe it's uh, Or, it, is this going to be a regular match? going to be a casket match? No, it's going to be a regular match. All right, well, maybe one of the angles is... So you, you can put it out there. Yeah, like, what if, like, a... Because you have two casket matches... Because Sting already had the casket match and lost, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, maybe you have. Well, what if what if they wheel the casket to the ring and Undertaker opens it and it's a wax figure of of the old Sting, right? And then the new Sting comes yes. out. Or that'd be quite. Well, that'd be cool. Or it, or even you know he opens it and it's. Some, it's, it's it's the Undertaker. The Undertaker looks at himself. Yeah, I mean it's been done before with it Diesel, has. right? That's true. But I like that old Sting body, and like it looks so real that you think it's the old Sting. Yeah. And then the newly rejuvenated, what do you call it, reinvented Sting? Yeah. Comes down from the rafters. Yeah. And stands behind the Undertaker. Oh, it gives him the and death trap. Scorpion on his, death trap. Taps him on his shoulder with the bat. Yeah. And the Undertaker look turns around, kick to the gut. Oh man. Scorpion death drop. That'd be great. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Cool. Not bad. Two mm. schmucks. Mm. <laughs> but who wins? Oh, uh, we gotta have Sting. Sting's gotta get the win, right? He's coming back. You would think so. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh. Sting beats the Undertaker. Sting beats the Undertaker. Wow. All right. You know, no streaks here. Nothing. Yep. Nothing's on the line. Awesome. That's Just cool. Two guys with a little story to tell. <laughs> All right. Like Alright, and my main event. Imagine Heenan and Gorilla calling that match, too. Well, Undertaker and Sting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Heenan just making fun of Sting the whole time. Look at his dead eyes! <laughs> Look at his eyes, Gorilla! <laughs> Alright, so my main event. And yeah, I think it's the obvious. The dream match that no one will ever see but wishes they had. Not going to be a great match per se, but it's going to be Austin versus Hogan. The two greatest. Just to see who the greatest is. Yep. And the story and, tells itself, right? Yeah. One guy's saying he's the greatest. And, I mean, it could be it's, it's got to be in the same era because they're both in their prime. So you have 80s Hogan. Yep. In his prime. Red, white, and blue. You know, love America. Yeah. And then you have Stone Cold Steve Austin, anti-authority, yeah, huge money maker for the comp for his company. Same with Hogan, huge money maker for this company. <clears throat> yeah, and it it really is like even even in the story, it, it is the two top guys, the two very top guys, yes. and the fans are gonna have to make a choice. Exactly, what side are they on? Whose side are they on? Either you're gonna love Hogan and the little kiddos, the kiddos will love Hogan. Yep. But the adults are gonna love Austin. Yeah, that would create a great dynamic there. That's for sure. Unless you know, you're one of those snowflakes, and you know, go hang out with Hogan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> and who's gonna go over in this one? Well, first, I think we need to figure out, you know, what's gonna kick it off. What's gonna be the story to kick this thing off? <sighs> Man, that's that's a good question. That's a very good question. Maybe it's just something as simple as... Maybe uh, it's Vince McMahon trying to drive a wedge. Okay. Or the promoter. I'm not... 
being for argument's sake, we'll say Vince McMahon. Yeah. Maybe he's saying, oh, you know, going over numbers. He's telling Austin that he made so much on merchandise. Yeah. And Hogan made maybe a little bit less. Mm. Okay. But Hogan's getting the movie roles, and Stone Cold isn't. Yeah. <clears throat> and Stone Cold's like, I'm not a movie star. Yeah. I don't have a look. So Hogan's Don't see making... my face on the cover of People magazine. <laughs> what? GQ? So what? Hogan's making more money in movies. Austin's making more money in t-shirt sales. Okay. Wow. And it just, McMahon's like, oh, our top getter this month is uh, Stone Cold. You yeah. Know? And then, you know, next month will be Hogan. Or okay. whatever. Wow. And then he says, you know, and they start getting jealous. And they start like, maybe tagging a match or something. Oh, uh, okay. And that's where it starts right there. Wow. That's pretty good. McMahon comes out he says, you know, you guys need to settle it in the ring. Find out who the greatest wrestler is. Yep. Not even wrestler, but worker. Yeah, the greatest sports right. entertainer. Right. They say worker, but like, you know, if you're a worker, you're still making money for your company, right? Yeah, because so you're working the crowd, too. Working the crowd. It's charisma, it's, you yep. know, all that stuff. Who goes over? Ooh, that's the million-dollar question. The kid in me likes Hogan. Yeah, that's tough. The kid in me says Hogan. It's yeah. gonna be Hogan. The only, the only thing I keep thinking about is Hogan lost to Warrior. That doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But Stone Cold lost to the Undertaker. Like oh. it's, yeah. you guys have to take losses, right? It's, yeah, you're right. Stone Cold lost to Bret Hart. Yep. Hulk Hogan yep. never lost to Bret Hart. That's true, brother. But Stone Cold never lost to the Warrior. Yep. Someone's got to take the loss. That's true. That's true. So, Hogan wins. Hogan wins to end this wow. dream card. Wow. Well, I got to say, that's a pretty solid card there. Obviously, it's a little leg drop. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to pose. He's got to pose. It, and not only is he going to pose, but it's Austin going to offer him a beer. Hmm. Yeah. They'll have a beer. You, you end it with sportsmanship. I'm going to end with sportsmanship. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be good. They have a beer together. Yeah. And Austin doesn't even stun him. I was going to say, a, a stunner might be nice. Yeah, but Hogan must pose. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still pose after. <laughs> He'll get back up and just start posing. <laughs> You're going to kill me, brother. <laughs> wow, so that was fun. That was a fun little experiment there. I enjoyed that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. hopefully people like it. It's well, If not, we had a good time at the very yeah, least. Yeah, we did. It was fun. I I uh, stressed over this for like a week or so. And did you really? Made some serious cuts. and Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this was a big deal. I mean, it's a dream wrestling card. Right, it's like the best. The best of the best. That you can come up with. I know people are going to be like, oh, T.A. versus Roman Reigns. You could add Andre in there. You could, But how good of a match would Andre give you? The, yeah, it depends. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. He's going to give you a great match. That was, Ricky Steamboat's going to give you a great match. Yeah. And they're, they're not even on the card. Not mine, but yours. They aren't, they're on yeah. yours. Which are solid picks. Because you know what you're getting there. Yeah. 
that yeah, those are proven acts right, right there that you can rely on. Well, hopefully we can rely on our fans to let us know which card would you rather see. Let right. us know. Let us know what you think, and let us know what would your dream card be. What would yours be, and you know maybe any storylines for some of our matches that you know you come up with better than ours. All right, so similar to the 1990 Survivor Series when they had all the winners uh, get together for one final Survivor match, what we're going to do here is we're going to try to figure out what our combined card would be, so the ultimate, ultimate dream card here. So we each have eight matches. I think we got to start with the main events. Okay. My main event was Hogan and Brody, your main event, Hogan and Austin. Let's be honest, Hogan and Austin, everybody wants to see it. Yeah, I think that's the clear choice. And I think you would have put it on yours if you hadn't heard my list. And and I didn't put it because I knew you had. Right, so you came up with something innovative, which was cool. I mean, honestly, I would have liked to have seen Hogan Brody, as long as Brody didn't flip out in the cage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, like, in the big blue cage, awesome. I mean... It'd probably be a better match than Hogan versus Austin, to be honest with you. But just for a namesake, it's got to be Hogan-Austin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. So that's main event. We're going back this <clears> So, alright, so what that means is, if Hogan and Austin is in the main event, I had Austin versus Savage, so that takes that off the table. So who did you have against Savage? So against, against Savage, I had Kurt Angle. So we're going to put Savage and Angle... Okay. On there because that's the only other Savage match, and we're not gonna. We can't leave Savage out. We can't leave Savage off the card. No, you can't. <laughs> okay. Did you have Ric Flair on your card at all? I didn't have him. No, he's okay. not on my card. All right. Well, we can go back to that one. I think we definitely both agreed on was Michaels and Steamboat. Yes. On your yeah. Definitely. Okay, so we got that one up there. Which would eliminate Michaels versus Daniel Bryan on my list. Oh, that's a good one, too. So I should take that off. Uh, Tell me again your opening match. It was Michaels versus uh, Daniel Bryan. That's right. Okay. But you have Michaels versus Steamboat. I mean, you're not going to lose with either one of those matches. Yeah. And to get Steamboat on the card, I mean... Probably more deserving than Daniel Bryan, I would say. Right. Yeah, I like that Steamboat Michaels match. You know what you're going to get with that. You're going to get a great match. Just straight up. Alright. So, who's your tag team? Well, my tag team was Edge and Christian against the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I like the storyline with that. <laughs> nice and simple. Just, you know, stealing the shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> and mine right. was The Revival versus World's Greatest Tag Team versus American Alpha versus The Usos, which... Definitely did not have as much a compelling storyline because it was kind of all thrown together. Okay. Um, then you have the Dangerous Alliance one where it's the four on four war games. Oh, war games. Well, you can't not have war games. But is that really a tag match? It's just kind of a novelty match. And oh, it, no, I'm, I'm talking about like in addition, I mean. Oh, so you want a war games in the show? Sure, why not? So you want to omit. Oh, you want to just put that match in there too? Oh, no, we could put that in there too. So, alright, so you have Legion of Doom, Road Warriors versus Edge and Christian. Okay. Alright, throw it in there. Yep. And then you have the War Games match. So, Dangerous Alliance versus, versus Heart, Heart Foundation. Foundation. Yep. 
Okay. So how many matches is that? So far, that's five. All right. So that takes away because I had, I had Pillman and Brett. So that'll take that away because we have Brett in the War Games match. Gotcha. Yep. Um. I still have. All right. I still have Ric Flair and Daniel Bryan. I have Eddie Guerrero and Cactus Jack. And I have Jericho and Terry Funk. Okay, I have Undertaker Sting. Oh, that's got to go on there. Off the bat? I think it does because it's just so iconic. It's just it's not another obvious one, right? Yeah. It's just an obvious one, yeah. I think it has to go on there. All right. But let's hear the other ones too, though. Well, it was Okada versus Cena. Oh. Which I think would be a great match. Yeah. Just, it's a great match. Okay. Um... Macho Man's out, right? Because yeah, Man, who did Macho Man go up against? In Angle. Oh, so you used that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I I had Savage against Austin. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, Savage. Oh, Austin's out. Yeah. Then I have Magnum TA versus Roman Reigns. Oh yeah. Um. But I think I like that. Jericho Funk, man. Yeah, that is a. That'd be a cool match to watch. I yeah. Think. Both in their prime. Both in their prime, yeah. yeah. All like right. when Funk was, you know, pile driving Ric Flair through tables. Oh, absolutely. That's Harry Funk. Yeah. All right. So that leaves us so, with, I mean, at least for, for what I have left on mine, because combined we have seven matches, so we need one more match. Yeah. I still have Eddie and Cactus... And Flair and Daniel Bryan. You have... I have Magnum TA, Roman Reigns. Yep. I have... Uh, Okada Cena. Oh, Okada Cena. Oh, I think, I think we're going to go with Okada Cena. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. As an open... Rick, you're leaving Ric Flair off, oh, off of this, sh- this show? Yeah. So it's between Okada and Cena or Flair and Bryan. Oh boy. Well, let's see. We have one, two, three versus one. We have four of your matches and three of my matches. Alright, throw yours on there then. So you want to. You it's Ric Flair, man. Flair and Brian. It's yeah. Ric Flair. Alright. And do we dare put this in order? <laughs> or do we just... I think we just did. Kind of, right? Alright, so based... Yeah, I'd say so. So based Flair, on that... Flair's opener. So we have opener match, Ric Flair versus Daniel Bryan. Then we have Jericho versus Funk, I quit match. We have Undertaker versus Sting. We have Dangerous Alliance versus the Hart Foundation in War Games. Edge and Christian against the Road Warriors. Shawn Michaels versus Ricky Steamboat. Randy Savage versus Kurt Angle. And Hulk Hogan versus Steve Austin. Yeah, I don't like that order at all. You don't like that order I at don't, all? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. So what do you want to change? I think... Um, I think Sting Undertaker has to go seven. Uh, right, be- okay, right before the You line. can't have a high-paced match before the main event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're going to be so worn out from You're it. You're right, yep. Yeah, so maybe before that match, you put the War Games match. Before what match? Before Undertaker and Sting. Yes. Because you know it's going to be a wild... 
right. match that's going to have them going nuts. And then you have, I don't know, maybe Funk and... No, you can have... You can have Daniel Bryan and Flair open it up. Okay. Followed by Edge of Christian against the Road Warriors. Alright. Get a tag team match in there secondly, that way you don't have it too close to war games. Sure. <clears throat> That's gonna give you, uh... Funk and Jericho third, maybe. Yep. Yeah, that's good, because you have, like, a really good just straight-up singles match to open, then you have a tag team match, then you kind of go crazy. Right. The hardcore match. Yes. And then it's back-to-back. Michaels versus Steamboat, and then Savage versus Angle. Oof. <laughs> uh, but I think that's good, though, if you put Michaels and Steamboat after Jericho and Funk, because Michaels and Steamboat is going to be, you know, a regular match. It's still going to be exciting. Right. But it's going to be a regular match and right after a hardcore match. Right. Savage and Angle, I think, is going to... It's not going to be as technical of a match as Michaels and Steamboat. Right. But it still will be technical. It still will be technical, but I think there's going to be more Unless you put, what if you put War Games in the middle of Steamboat, Michaels, and Macho Man, Angle. And Angle. Okay, yeah. And you put Macho Man Angle before the Sting Undertaker match. Yeah, that that definitely works. Alright, so let's... Alright, so let me read this back again. So, opening match, Ric Flair versus Daniel Bryan. Match 2, Edge and Christian versus the Road Warriors. Match 3, Chris Jericho versus Terry Funk. Match 4, Shawn Michaels versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Match 5, War Games, Dangerous Alliance versus the Hart Foundation. Match 6, Randy Savage versus Kurt Angle. Match 7, The Undertaker versus Sting. And in the main event, Hulk Hogan versus Steve Austin. I think we got it right. I think so. That's a great card right there. I pay to see it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, let us know what you think. Like, share, subscribe. Go on to YouTube. Support us at Squared Circle History. Instagram, square.circle.history. And we're even on Facebook with, at Pro Wrestling Rushmore. And don't forget, we still need your votes for the Mount Rushmore of SummerSlam matches. So get, this, get those to us as soon as you can, because we're going to be recording that one next. So for Brian... It was a good one. I I hope this I hope this thing came out pretty good. Yeah, it, I like. This it's format. different. Yeah, definitely a different format. I think it's good to throw one of these in every once in a while. Sure. Just to I mean, we'll see what the reaction is. Yeah. If they like it, cool. If only two people like it, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, they really like it. <laughs> right. And then we can maybe like spritz this in every once in a while. Yeah, just a, just just a little I, just a little sprinkle. Yeah, just something different every now and then. But, yeah, it was cool, Ian. Thank you. Um, fun night, as yeah, always. for sure. Yeah. Sarah sends her best. She says hello. She's baking a cake right now. Of course she's baking a cake. She's she always a great, baking a cake. She's a great baker. Great baker. Sarah the baker. Sarah the baker. It's called Sarah Lee. <laughs> so make me the butcher. <laughs> and who's the candlestick maker? <laughs> okay, and this is Ian saying good night.